One of the questions I try to answer by doing this podcast is, who are we in Christ? That's a big question to answer, I know, but I'm a try. In this episode, I conclude my conversation with my friend, Pastor Roger Kelly. He said something really deep. He said, we're made in God's image, and because that image is so big and so complex, our mind doesn't have the capacity to understand it. That means it's impossible for us to think or study our way into our identity. Instead, it's a continual unfolding that happens through relationship, taking action, and time. Pretty mind-blowing, huh? I wish I was the one who said it. We talk about how one of the most important characteristics of our identity is peace. But what is God's kind of peace? It's not what a lot of us think it is. Ready to find out more? Listen in. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. So I think that concept of stop working and charging for your time is important for entrepreneurs. Um, I stopped thinking like that a long time ago, and I made so much more money than I used to when I was working, being paid by hour. And it was a switch. It was like, I am not going to equate time for money like I did before. And it's just, it's not something that I have been intentional about. I just stopped thinking that way. How did you get out of that? How did you, you know, make that switch from time, money, money per hour to abundance? Well, first of all, uh, there's nothing wrong with, with money per hour. It's a part of the process. Somebody's got to do that, right? It's not wrong, but I realized in my work that I can get compensated for value that I bring to the table. That's it. So if I show up at somebody's office and I'm there eight hours and I make 200 an hour, 300 or whatever, that's not what's going to impact the client. What's going to impact them is that what is the end result of what I'm doing? And I may be able to sit down with them and get the result in five minutes, but the result may bring them a million extra dollars. So my compensation, my real value is in the end game, the results. So it was kind of a business evolution, if you would. It, it's, it's impact. It's impact, you know, um, and Remember now, I'm a strategist by my nature. When I, when I know a goal and I know what somebody's trying to do, I generate ideas like that. And so I think I shifted from being paid for what I do to what I know. Two different things. Two different now, things. So nothing's right. Or not, you know, it's just 
It's just how business can be done. But what that did was that that changed my conversation. I quit talking about I'll do this, this, and this. Forget the laundry list. What is the result that you want? Then, boom, we focus on the result. For me, it was just a, it was an, it was an evolution into that. That's good stuff. So you switched, I, and you articulated that way better than than I was thinking. Um, and of course, you know, I, 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 there really is nothing wrong with getting paid per hour. I, I, I'm just mentioning things to give people the the understanding that there is another way. There is the impact by the hour is right. not the most efficient way. Exactly. And I've I've done it, you know, but um, people will pay for value. They'll pay much more than what what you'll charge if you have an understanding of problems and right. and solve those problems. So when you right. think that way, it, it takes you away from, you know, looking for getting paid by hour. Right. Exactly. You would you do have to work on being a value though, if you're going to enter into that. Um, a lot of times, like in, on the show, we talk a lot about find high value skills and choose one and get good at it. Right. You know, um, don't try to be good at everything. Right. Be good at just a few things. Start with right. one thing, right? But right. make sure it's something that people want. Right, right. And another good question, John, is how are you wired? We came here with a life as a seed that can flourish and grow into something. What is that? Um, everybody, as much as you may want to sing, not you personally, but me for sure, I'm, ne I'm not going to be a recording artist ever. People would pay me not to sing more than... <laughs> More than they would to pay me to sing, right? <laughs> that's that's not my primary gift. But yeah. but but when you start talking strategy and seeing how things work and seeing routes and ways to do it, it just comes to me. Right. That's that's part of who I am, and that ties in too. So when you know how you're wired, then as you and Carlos have said, you begin to focus on. A couple of things that you know um you can become proficient at it's a game changer right and uh one of the things that that i think is important is the advice you gave me is take time to find out what you really want right um most people don't do that right and if what was the quote you gave me i, I i'm going to paraphrase it here if if you don't have a vision or dream, right. then you're going to work for someone who does. Right. Right? Could you explain yeah. that? Well, John, the hardest work in the world is thinking work. Some people who are not physically lazy are mentally lazy. And so your typical business owners, the ones that are creating opportunities and solving problems, they're thinkers. People think they're out on the yacht just, you know, but sometimes they begin to see and hear clearly when they're on the waters and, you know. And so 
if so, so, so many people will just work for the retirement check, fend off high gas prices, fend off taxes, fend off whatever, the cost of stuff, and be grateful to survive. But a dreamer sees beyond survival and not only creates opportunities for himself or herself, but also creates opportunities for others as well. So a person who won't do the thinking work works for somebody who does. Why, why do CEOs make so much money? These guys, for the most part, are strategists. Investors put the money in, they get a CEO, and they make a decision that causes a company to rise or fall. I mean, there's a lot at stake, but, but it's, it's thinking work. Most people don't even like to write anything down. And my whole life, kind of, I've been a thinker and a writer, and I tend to ask questions, look at things, look again, notate, um, assess where I'm at. Um, I tend to see my faults long before somebody else does because I'm, I'm introspective in that way. But um, vision normally comes to those who are thinkers. Dreamers who look at possibilities of what could be, and I think that you know that's pretty important. You you mentioned uh, surviving. I think a lot of people are in that mode, um, just trying to survive, and it's hard to take territory. It's hard to expand when you're just trying to survive. How does someone get out of survival mode to? expansion mode and growth mode and breakthrough mode? God, I think it's the realization of what, I'll use three words. I'll use peace, joy, and blessing. Mm. It is the realization that those things are non-circumstantial. We're usually busy trying to get this or trying to get to a place so, you know, we'll feel safe and comfortable instead of understanding that at its root, it's intrinsic. To be blessed means to be happy. Look at the Hebrew, look at all of it. It means to be happy. And so my goal can become my impediment. Because if I think my goal is going to bring me personal stability and happiness, it can't. I got to have that in Christ right now. And so when I realize that I have that, now, it frees me to move on in other things, but then I'm without fear. You ever tried, wanted to really do something, but you were afraid you couldn't? The fear then would eclipse you, put you on shaky ground, so you could never get the way you wanted to go. But when you stand in perfect peace, when your heart is overflowing with joy, with, something's true with marriage, everything. People get married for somebody to make them happy. But if you're not already happy, I say if you're not happy, don't get married. Because happiness is not something you can extract from anybody else. Now, what's beautiful is when two happy people who understand what happiness is get together. There's a lot of love and sharing going on. You can have a great family out of that. But when one's looking at the other cross-eyed because you're not making me happy, and this and that, 
it's crazy, but it's it's a lack of realization that we are complete in him. And I think that is really a key. I got nothing in front of me that I'm trying to do that the worth of my life is hanging in the balance. I understand my worth. I don't know if that makes sense, John. It makes total sense. And it's making me think of significant breakthroughs in the Bible with how it was preceded by God saying peace Mm -hmm. and do not fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before Joshua could get the promise and enter the promised land, he repeatedly said, do not fear. Have courage. Do not fear. Have courage, yeah. Gideon, one of the first things that God told Gideon was have peace, have peace. He called him a mighty man of valor. Right. When he was acting like a coward, but he he didn't call him where he was. He called him who he was. Right. And so that's making me like my the wheels in my brain turn because what I'm what I'm thinking right now is that the things we call peace are not really peace. Um, God is trying to speak peace. Like I think what what a lot of us think with peace is to get away from everybody and to, I don't know, go into seclusion and get away from the problems and all that. That's totally not because God was saying peace, but then he told them to go to war, you know? Right. And so there, there, there's a different type of peace. The peace equips you, real peace equips you. It doesn't, it doesn't force you to, to go away from problems. It actually helps you to face problems. Um, And so I think, you know, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here, but part of the peace that God is speaking is we need to come into agreement of who he says we are. That's why he said, you are a mighty man of valor. Right. You are equipped you're about to go to war, but peace, because right. you are enough. Right. Peace, remember what I said about peace, joy, blessing? It was not circumstantial. Right. Peace is an inner tranquility that'll stand the crush of worlds, that no matter what's shaking, no matter what's going on, there's a well-being there, anchored in our trust for God. And um, when we are at peace, our heads are not cloudy with all of the other stuff that goes on. We can hear. People talk about prayer a lot, but but talk about praying today and declaring all that stuff. But to me, the important part of prayer is not what you say. Right. It's what you hear. It's what he says. But if your mind is cluttered with all of the encumbered about with, be anxious for nothing, right? Isn't that what the scripture says? Yes. Um, when your mind is clear, your heart is clear, then you can begin to move in. And that's what triggers breakthrough. <laughs> Excuse me. Moses had to operate beyond all the complaining and grumbling, all those things, and he had to be able to perceive what God was saying that would shift the dynamics of what they were going through. So he wasn't bowing to the circumstances. He was operating in obedience to the God of the circumstances. Cool. 
if we learn that, now we are living out the kingdom because we operate in two dimensions or two worlds, if you would. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. That don't mean that we're not physically here and we got to handle business. What that means is that we have a greater source. Amen. And it's all, and it's almost like God was so adamant about not being fearful and not being anxious because it's as if he knew that was that those two things would prevent us from agreeing with him, from seeing what he was trying to show us. Like, listen, I'm about to show you something. I'm about to use you, but your fear and your anxiety is keeping you from stepping in. What I would say, and I say this to the radio, um, the podcast audience, is fear, anxiety, worry, uh, stress is secondary. Peace, joy, love is primary. Yes. All of us that have named the name of Christ have that at the core. It's just covered. We could manage to uncover it. And you were with me in one of the groups I did on meditation and those things. It's there, it's it's primary. It's a fear that's not who we are. That was came about through circumstances, but at our core, God created us and gave us his peace. My peace I give. He didn't say you gotta earn it, you got my peace I give unto you. Do you journal? Oh, absolutely. I had been journaling um, a good, I don't know, maybe two years, and it has changed my life. It's almost yes. like a meditation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's, I've got several journals. I've got electronic ones, so if I'm on my phone, I've got physical ones. I've got them. I've, I've got score, and I've kept all of them dated and made my entries in. Interesting because it's almost like a story. You would think that my pen was a magic pen because the things I wrote down over time are exactly what came to pass. What are the benefits of journaling? Like what 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 have you seen to uh, to that it added to your life? Well, one of the big things to me, the, the big thing about journaling is that it allows you to access a deeper part of who you are. It's one thing you can start from memory and start thinking, but then as you journal, your writing becomes inspirational. And then you look and you say, man, did I write that? Because it's not coming now from the head. It's coming from the heart. I think journaling allows us to tap into the hidden treasures that we have not yet wrapped our head around. So much I've written, I did, you know, things, and it's like, why? I, I go back and look at some entries and say, man, was I? But but I wrote it, it's in my handwriting, but I was tapped into my own heart. That's pretty powerful, John. That's deep. Because, because you are a being. Intellectually, you won't ever know who you are. You, you cannot... It won't, you are created in God's image. It won't fit in your head. It is an unfolding, a discovering, if you would. And so that only comes about through process and time. 
And then all of a sudden you do something and you didn't know you could do it. Then you'll sit back and think, wait a minute, I didn't, I can't do that. But it's part of what's been deposited within you. That is so deep. Um, and I, I think that to me, journaling has a lot of benefits. Yes. But I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, and I think I wrote it in my journal. Again, this is, this is amazing because if you're talking to the spirit and you write things down, if it really is the spirit and not your mind, um, you'll be shocked if you revisit those those entries um, because it, it happens to me too. I, I'll go back and I'll go, what? that came from me, you know? Um, and I've been thinking lately about how it's impossible to think your way into identity. It's impossible to think your way into being who you are um, as much as I want to. Uh, you know, I could I could easily become an overthinker if if I if I don't manage Rush. myself. But um, but I'm finding it it it's more my heart and spirit and actions um that help me become who God wants me to be. And um and and journaling has done that for me. It, you know, I didn't realize it until you just said it right there. It's it, I'm accessing when I'm writing things down. I'm I am notating and accessing something beyond my my mind. And I'll I'll go to past entries and I'll just revisit and I'm able to connect dots. Right. Yes, sir. Well, again, man, it's it's um and thinking is not wrong, but thinking doesn't need to lead the way. Our mind is a tool that should be used to help us accomplish the purposes in our heart, not as a driver to drive our lives around and make us crazy. <laughs> I've been guilty of my mind being the driver. <laughs> we, we we all have, my friend. All of us have that testimony. If not, we're liars also. Right. <laughs> I um, What other things have have you done besides journaling that allow you to um, access um, what you were talking about um, uh, in enlarging your vision and and um, and living and reaching for things that that fire you talked about right that that doesn't go out uh, what other things do you do you mentioned meditating what what are other things that you do well it's the whole thing um, John is it's being in a in a peaceful place because it's not so much as how do I how do I articulate this? When I'm trying, 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 trying to do stuff, it doesn't work. When I'm in a peaceful place, it flows. So I've learned to rest. It's 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 not really the striving, although there's strategies that are 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 useful. Um, it's kind of the realization that, let me say it this way, um, I realize that the things that I need, the things that I want, already have them in seed form. The man I want to really become and be, I am in seed form. The destination of where I want to go, I'm already there in seed form. 
So what that means is I can be in the moment and flow through my life without stressing and struggling. And what I find is that then in process and time, those things unfold. It's like seek you first the kingdom of God, these other things shall be added, right? It's a principle. So I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's it's not so much as striving and um and those things. And I'm not saying that let me be clear about what I'm not saying. I'm not saying there's not effort to be applied and things we need to do. That's important. But at the core, when you realize that God is a provider and it's done, your approach changes. That's what I'm saying. That's deep. I I think uh, there's some meditation and journal entries I need to do because I never thought about, and I think I believed it, I just never said it, that I already am the man that God wants me to be. Yeah. Well, it's a fact. Yeah. Everything he gave you, he said before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you. Yes. Johnny boy. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm getting emotional for you calling me Johnny boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to tell you something just to, just to like lift you up. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I believe in therapy. Uh, I, uh, I'm always working on myself and I, you know, regularly I'll, I'll go to therapy just to, you know, make sure my soul's okay. Um, and a lot of opportunity for growth, um, you know, sure. not perfect. But um, but I strive to be, you know. I strive to I strive to live right for my God, um, and and He asked me at a recent recent uh, session. In fact, it was just this week, and he, he he we've been talking a lot about masculinity, and um and He asked me, like, who in your life is an example of masculinity that you look up to, the only person I could think of was you right away. You know, um, you know, I have lots of awesome men in my life sure. and each each one of them have something special about them. Sure. But, my, sure. but like when he said masculinity um, and a great example, I immediately thought of you. And I just wanted you to know that. You, you I'm, have- I'm honored, man. You've impact, you've impacted my life. You have been such a blessing. And, you know, I'm so thankful that God connected us. Yes, sir. And we're just getting started. Yes. We embark on whatever it is that God wants to do. And, man, we're, we're, we're in that together, you know? Amen. That's <laughs> awesome. Yes, sir. Now, I know I want to respect your time. Um, I would love to leave the floor to you. And is there anything dealing with what we talked about or not what we talked about that you would like to tell the audience? No, I, I think that um, we have had a great conversation, right? And I think you've really interjected some really important things. Uh, but what I would say, the only thing I would say is that, and, and, I, and, and I'm going to piggyback on the last thing you said because you talked about therapy. Look, we got to ensure that personally we're in a state of well-being. And so take the avenues, do the journaling. That's a big one. 
um, get support. That's that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So that you can get out of your own head and talk about, you know, where you are and what's going on. But take care of the being. If you'll take care of the being under the auspices and grace of God, the doing will take care of itself. We are just in the rat race, man. I got to, you know, but if you take care of the being, if if you be in place and be at peace, then the other things will begin to flow. Amen. Yes, sir. That that would be, and that affects family, children, business, money, problems. That affects everything. Amen. Because if you're happy by the biblical definition, happy and blessing kind of go together, you understand that. The game changes. The, the 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 devil's toolbox all of a sudden goes empty. Amen. He's got nothing to work work you over with. Zero. I've always thought uh, happiness was never a destination. It was just like I don't know where I got that from. Uh, probably God, but yeah. Uh, I always thought like I had a choice. You know, like even before I got saved, I was I was like, uh, listen, I could be happy or not happy. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's a state. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being uh visiting us again. And uh my, my pleasure, John. Anytime, man. I'm looking forward to doing it more. So whatever you got, I'll follow your lead. I trust you and what you are presenting and all the guests that are on. Um, I know it's a blessing, man. So just keep it up. Great. Love you. Take care. Hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace.